Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show. And, of course, we've got Roman Coz on the line from sunny Yaroa on this Saturday morning. Of course, to talk all things Thousand Guineas at the Heath. How are you, Roman? I'm going well, thanks, Stats, and uh, good morning to all our listeners. And it is indeed sunny here. Beautiful morning. And before I get on to uh, Caulfield, and this is, uh, of course, the second last Saturday uh, before the carnival ends, I believe the Cranbourne Cup will be the official end next Saturday. It'll be a standalone Saturday meeting. What has been your highlights of the carnival? It's been a ripping spring, hasn't it? Yeah, look, there's been stacks of... Uh, I'll tell you what impressed me the most was the uh, the win by Zard Dozy in the um, in the uh, Oaks. Um, like, I, I backed it, and I was looking at it at about the 800-metre mark, and I thought, gee, they're going very slow here. You want to be very good to win this. And come round to home turn, it went whoosh. <laughs> it was five links in front before they'd blinked an eyelid. Now, it may not have beaten much, but you can't... You, I was very impressed by its ability to go Zappo. And uh, that was the run that impressed me the most, David Carr, to be quite honest. Um, I, was, I really quite liked its effort. Yeah, I was um, prior to Jenny. I backed it both Saturdays at a carnival, and yeah. I, I thought that that was absolutely sensational prior to Jenny. Yes, oh, yes, absolutely. There, there's a, there's another one that's just come out of the woodwork. Um, it's run behind, um, oh, what's that, Western Australian one? Uh, I forgot that we got beaten up in Sydney there. Um, it's second behind. There was a bit of a clue um, that it was going to be something, and um, it's certainly... Yeah, Amelia's Jewel. Amelia's Jewel, that's the one. Um, yeah, it didn't do any good up in Sydney, but that wasn't its fault. It got knocked right up there, so you can forget that. So, uh, yeah, there was a couple of clues there for us to back it, but unfortunately I didn't, so... Um, but you were, on, you were on Zardozzi on. You tipped that yeah. on the Sunday before yeah. the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, I was very, I was very keen on it. I... Look, I thought uh, James McDonald, he didn't make an error. It was just, you know, um, when that, uh, that winner of the um, Wakeful got that far in front, it was pretty hard to judge. You can't knock James McDonald. Uh, and the way it zoomed up, it, um, whatever whatever is a good run in that race usually goes on and wins the Oaks. It uh, seems to be consistent over a number of years. And uh, $2.80 was very sweet. Thank you very much. And just on prior to Jenny, it was great to see Declan Bates now twice over a Group 1 winner as well. Yes, yeah, he's, uh, he's come out of the woodwork. There's a few jockeys recently. That Bo Mertens has um, improved immensely recently. We'll talk about him in a moment uh, when we get on to the 1,000 guineas. Well, how about we go to the 1,000 guineas at Caulfield today? What do you think of the revamping? Of course, the 1,000 uh, guineas used to be traditionally in Caulfield Cup week on the Wednesday before the Caulfield Cup. Do you feel they've, uh, so pardon the pun, uh, pulled the right rein without putting it to today? Look, I don't know stats. I read an article during the week about all the shifting of, um, of programs and races and everything uh, Paul Richards wrote in the Winning Post during the week. And, um, look, his argument is that a lot of the changes have actually been quite positive in the finish. So I think we probably need to give this two or three years, which seems like a long time, but it goes pretty quickly in the racing world, and then judge it from there. Well, I, I don't need to give it two or three years. I can look at the field and I can tell you they've pulled the right rein. Yeah. They, 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 they've um, they've done very well uh, putting uh, this race uh, back towards the end of the carnival. Yeah, well, this, this is what they're doing now. They've, as you know, they've extended the carnival now to next week, uh, which is um, uh, Cranbourne Cup. They had used to finish today, I think, didn't it? Sandown, yeah, it used to be the old Zipping Classic would be the official yeah. uh, finish. Yeah. And I think yeah. they're running the Zipping Classic at Cranbourne next week. I might be wrong in saying that, but I think they are. 
Oh, okay. I haven't haven't seen any. I could be wrong in saying that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Oh well, time will tell, mate. Time will tell. Yeah, so well, what do you like today anyway, Roman? We're at race seven on a good four at the Heath and uh, at Caulfield. All right, uh, far as the thousand guineas is concerned, I'm going for number one, Kamochi, at a little bit of value. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only got a one win out of eight career, but all its runs, or most of its runs, are in group one, group two type of races. Uh, it finally got a weaker race last start, but it was caught wide all the way. No fault of Damien Lane, he just couldn't get in. And it was entitled a week and uh, fair, fair, fairly quickly because they hadn't had a run for a few weeks. And blame me, Dan, if it wasn't still there at the finish. Oh, there was a terrific run. And uh, with Willow on board this morning, um, uh, today he'll be drawing barrier four and I can just see him sitting off the pace, hopefully giggling to himself, waiting for a split. However, there are a couple of others there with a chance. Uh, number three, Skybird's my second pick. Now, those people who haven't seen the replay of its last win... Get on to racing.com and look it up. And it was a 15 out of 10 B Merton's ride. Uh, it was, you wouldn't have taken 50 to 1 about it at about the 800. Uh, and uh, it must have been Charlton Heston as Moses is standing on the home turn and sort of set open up. And all of a sudden the rails just open up and, uh, and Bo Merton's went straight through and got in. And when it, it won quite, uh, quite comfortably. So, uh, I think he has to ride it the same way today. There's all sorts of conjecture how he's going to ride it, but from barrier to, I think he's just got to take his time, let it relax, and then hope for that split at the right time along the fence there or just off the fence and uh, goes from there. It's it's probably the most exciting horse on the program because we don't know, you know how much it's got left in its uh, you know improvement uh, sphere, but we'll certainly find out today if it gets a fair run. Um, I've gone for Cooler Volant, number two. She's the new girl on the block. Um, uh, beat Vivier in uh, Inhibitions last time. Not totally sure about the strength of that form, but there's nothing wrong with the form at the moment. And when you get a classic improver like uh, Cool Volant, you know, there's no limit with some of these. So we've just got to watch and uh, see how it goes. It's drawn well. Blake Shin will give it a very good run, and uh, uh, we'll find out later on today. Uh, for fourth, I've gone for number seven, Zurion. It was a tough run behind Cool Volant, uh, second up. Uh, it's one of those third-up improvers, but then again, so is Coeur who beat it last time. So um, I've just got it behind Coeur Um I'm particularly taken by the trainer, Mark Walker. His stable is um, just starting to hit their straps here in Australia, and I think uh, maybe this time next year we'll be talking a lot more about Mark Walker um, and his stable. So uh, anyway, I've got them uh, for fourth. Uh, so my numbers are one, three, two, seven. My strategy will... Well, apart from backing Kamochi for the win and for replace more extensively, I'll take it to win Kamochi and I'll take two, three, seven in the trifecta. What about yourself, Stats? I hear you like Skybird and Phil Volant. Yeah, I just think they're at the price. They're the two best uh, fillies in the race. they got the best form in the race. You're getting $4.20 both. Have them both. $5 yeah. to win both. Easy. Double oh, your money. Yeah. At $4 something, you're getting a little bit over even money, one of the two winning. So um, if you're comfortable with that, that's that's fine. Yeah, play of the day for me, that. I, I just I just can't see outside of one of those two uh, getting the race today. Oh, well, I'm just disagreeing with you a little bit. But, uh, we'll find out. You might be right yeah. and I might be wrong. That's what the uh, that's what it's all about, Roman. All the time, all the time, Stats. Sure. And the Sir Rupert Clark Race 8, Roman, there at Caulfield. I'm going against Magic Time. What about yourself? Same here. I'm prepared to take a chance on it being beaten. Uh, barrier 15, as I heard you and uh, Dan talking this morning. Um, as you know, I'm always a little bit funny about um, 
uh, that uh, New South Wales horse is running at Caulfield, especially over 1,400 metres or a mile, and here's another example. I think it'll be a bit of a drifter myself. Uh, at the moment, it's 480. I think it'll go out a little bit. Look, um, it's it's a race. Uh, you know, it's a typical one. You put the um, uh, you put the form guide up on the wall and you throw a few darts and see how they land. However, um, I think this time there's one, and I agree with Dan, um, I'm taking Ayrton uh, for all the reasons that he mentioned. Five out of five at Caulfield, four out of four at the distance. Uh, there will be a massive early pace in this race, as, um, according to the race map I've got in front of me here. There's probably about eight runners that, that'll go forward, so there's going to be a fair bit of pace, and I think that'll suit, um, suit Ayrton quite well. Dean Moore's been riding reasonably well recently, and... Uh, uh, Mick Price and um, Michael Ken Junior don't know how to train winners, and um, it's, it's just the fact that this horse absolutely loves Caulfield. It's incredible. Five out of five and four out of four at the distance. You don't often see that. Uh, oh, second, I've gone for Chain of Lightning. Now, um, when I was racing up in Queensland last time in, beaten 2.6 lengths in the Stradbake to think about it, and that's turned out to be quite a reasonable horse. Um, so that was a good effort off a wide barrier that particular day. I think it drew like 14 out of 15 or 13 out of 14, something like that. Then it ran 1.3 lengths in the Tatstiara, but then was spelled, so it might have had enough by then. Now, as we've mentioned before, with, without a fight, it's had the chance of having that Queensland sunshine stats, and um, that's not going to do it any harm, is it? No, not at all. And, and what we see these days, and uh, they did it a couple of years ago, didn't they, with... Um just trying to think of, uh, uh, of course, uh, when they went up to uh, Queensland a couple of years ago, the horse that ended up running second in the Melbourne Cup. I've just the name just eludes me, Roman, but uh, it'll it'll come back to me. But yeah, they take their horses up there for fitness. Absolutely, um, Jeff Murphy, um, who was a trainer at Caulfield Yonks ago, he once said that he always takes them up to Queensland because he says the sun on their back for a couple of months does them no harm whatsoever. So. Uh, and that's been proven time and time again. That 1.1 lengths beaten the spacewalk recently is uh, is good form. So um, um, I think the only problem with it is it hasn't won for eight or nine runs, but then again, it's been running against top company. Uh, my third tip's number two, I am me. I think it's a classy animal. Uh, the stats show that it's only had the one 1,400-metre run and run nowhere, but we need to be fair. It was on a soft track, which it's not really suited to. And it was the run before a spell, and I always cancel those runs because may have had an injury or <clears throat> something may have gone wrong. So let's give it its chance. It's a Group 3 weight for age winner in Sydney. I don't think it's harshly handicapped with just, uh, what, three and a half kilos over the limit um, for a weight for age winner, so I think it's got its chance. And that run, second to imperative, um, that was a very strong finishing run, that because it wasn't looking like it was going to place at all at one stage, and then it just really dug deep. But, of course, Imperatories, as we know, is, uh, well, is it the next Gidlachi or one of those? It's an amazing stats how these mares seem to be coming out of the woodwork all the time. Yeah, it's in, they just, uh, when they're on song, they're on song, aren't they? That horse, by the way, was incentivised that ran uh, oh, second yeah. to Twilight Payment. Yes, yeah. Look, for fourth, I've, I've put in the Inferno. Uh, it's two fourths to Imperatories. I, I guess you've got to like them. They weren't as incentivating as I and me was last time. But uh, it's no star, but Jay Max on board. And Cliffy Brown, the trainer's not known to maybe many younger trainers, but um, he trained here many years ago and was a very prolific trainer of group races. Winners, I can remember him winning a Sandown Cup on a horse whose name I've totally forgotten. 
But he went over to Singapore, and I think he absolutely dominated Singapore there for quite a while. So he can train. So I've just slotted in for uh, fourth, but goodness gracious, how many others can you put in for fourth and that? Uh, my strategy there, uh, stats will be I'll take my first three with uh, my first four in the uh, in the trifecta with the field into third. The strategy I should have done in the Melbourne Cup, but, uh, you know, uh, sadly I didn't. So I still got my money. So, uh, And while I'm having a yak, uh, my best bet of the day is race 10, number one, queen of the ball. Um, I think uh, it's got a terrific chance. I think it's only got cheese dancers to beat and I'll have a saver of the exactor on those. Uh, and uh, on those two, and see how I end up there. What about you, stats? Yeah, look, I, I'm sort of similar to you in a way, and I'm not. I, look, I like Eden today. What I've done, I'm taking four horses, two dollars fifty to win straight out. So I'm taking yeah. uh, straight Acer in the Sir Rupert Clark race eight, number three. I'm taking a number seven Eden for all the reasons you outlined. Yep. Uh, number twelve Munamek now. Like I said to Dan Hibbard in A Call Square Gators, I'm not worried about the uh, barrier so much for Munamek like I am about A Course the Favourite because basically it's a get-back horse anyway. It will jag back. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, not too, I'm not too concerned about that. And number 15, Crosshaven for mine, up in distant suits off its first run and uh, from a spell. And I, I, I just think that uh, the $12 appeals. Yeah, look, I nearly, bit of a non-winner though. I nearly put I nearly put Crosshaven in for fourth, to be quite honest, because it gets a lovely run from Barrier Five. Yeah, that Munamek. It's interesting that Luke Curry's uh, on it, um, uh, doing a bit of a hit and run visit. So um, yeah, well, we'll we'll find out. So um, I guess the other. Have you had a look at places like Dunkeld or anywhere else? To... <laughs> not, not really. I've had a look at the Hunter up there at Newcastle today. What do you think of? Uh, the Hunter, the race, the Hunter itself. I'll be, be quite honest, stats. I haven't had a look at it because um, I've been doing other stuff. I've been looking at Melbourne, and uh, so I haven't worried about Sydney. Well, just week. repeating, like I said on Square Gators, race eight, number three, King of Sparta, and race eight, number seven, Rustic Steel. I'm backing them both. King of Sparta, you're getting six dollars, and Rustic Steel, you're getting eighteen. So I've had oh, three on win, two on the other. That's well. That's uh, good advice for the punters, but I can't help you there. Uh, the only race I looked at at Dunkeld of any note was race five, uh, number four, Morpheus Braggai. I thought was a reasonable sort of a bet there. Runs on the pace, and Danny O'Brien's taken it all the way to Dunkeld. So hopefully he stars there for us. That's about all I got. Stats. Anything else? Um, no worries. Um, I'll I'll let you go then, Roman. Uh, now, is there? Uh Anything else you'd like to talk about racing-wise before I do let you go, though? I was um, I was interested. Um, I had a look at the odds of those horses. I know we're talking harness racing now, but, oh, Joe, isn't there some shorties tonight? I've yeah, there is. I've never seen a meeting like that. Before. Yeah, it makes it a bit hard, doesn't it? Like, oh, it, makes, it makes it a non-betting day for a lot of the average yeah. funders, and if you have too many of those days... Um, you know, you get a little bit concerned that people just drop off after a while, thinking, "Where's the value in it?" Yes, they haven't had. Uh, they used to have handicaps years ago at the harness racing. I remember at the showgrounds, I used to remember horses. Well, I remember seeing a horse called Macaree, which was a little black horse. One day at Geelong, it was off 120 metres and still won the race. <laughs> so, but they were standing starts, of course, now, in those days. Now I'm having an absolute mare. All of a sudden, my 
my memory's eluding me, and it doesn't usually when it comes to horse racing, but very elegant was the horse that beat incentivised in 2021. Twilight Payment won it the year before. Mm. Um, my memory's starting to elude me at 56 there, Roman. <laughs> well, I'm, um, I'm 73 on New Year's Eve, mate, so uh, you've got a little bit of a... Oh, New Year's Eve, baby. Yes, I'm a New Year's Eve baby, finished the year off beautifully. My mum my always complained, uh, in a funny way, of course, not seriously. She was going to a party that night, and I came along and spoiled the party, so uh, there you go, eh? Yeah, no worries. And, uh, yeah, is it, is it hard getting, uh, like, uh, Christmas presents and then birthday presents six days later? Do people try and cheat on you, Roman? No, I'm not, I'm not terribly much in the present, so I don't worry. No, nah, neither am I, Roman, to I, be honest. I used to keep quiet about the fact that I had a birthday on New Year's Eve when I used to go to New Year's Eve parties. Yeah, awards or presents or things like that, that's not the way I roll over. No, well, as long, long as I'm awake the next morning, I'm fine, mate. I don't worry about things like presents all that much. It's uh, it's more about waking up healthy and saying, here's another day, let's get into it. Well, we'll do it all again next week. We'll have a look at the Cranbourne Cup, and that'll be it for the Spring Carnival for 2023, Roman. Look forward to it, mate. No worries. That was Roman Coz, of course, smoking Romans there live from Euroa. You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done, and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton, or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message. Retractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is growing along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. This station, FM 98.5, subscribes to the Broadcasting Community Code of Practice. The Code of Practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the Code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.